0: And welcome to South Forker Stories, our weekly podcast where we read you a daytime story, or a bedtime story, or commuting or dog walking story. Whenever it is you like to listen to your favorite podcasts, Southforker Stories will bring you some of our favorite tales of the fascinating people and places of the Hamptons every week. My name is Amy Zavato, and I'm the content director for South Forker. And I hope you enjoy listening to these stories as much as I love bringing them to you. This week's podcast is about Shelter Island's Eel Town Oysters and its Renaissance Man owner, Bert Waif. Take a listen. The Accidental oysterman, Bert Waif's Eeltown Oysters. It wasn't what he planned on. Although, when you get deep into conversation with Eeltown Oysters founder and owner, Robert Bert Waif, you get the notion that he's as comfortable accepting the ebb and flow of life surprises as he is with the tidal change of the waters in which he farms his oysters. Waif and his family live on Shelter Island, which is also the source of his company's name. Eeltown is the colloquial designation given to the little spot on the eastern side of the island, rimming the waters of Cockles Harbor, demarcated, unofficially anyway, off North Cartwright Road and down a little-known dead-end street called Hudson Avenue. I appropriated the name Eeltown, which is an almost sacred spot on Shelter Island. Historically, it's where eel and bunker fishermen would get their fish and process them in Hayden, Waif says. It was a down-to-earth type of place for locals. While Waif himself is not a hairlager, a person born, quite literally, on the island, his family's history here is fairly long. His grandfather bought the family house in the 1950s, and Waif became a summer kid who fell deeply in love with the wild landscape of the island. As a teenager, though, the city called, beckoning him to satiate his creative side, something that runs in the family. His great-grandfather was Sholem Alekum, the playwright and author who created the iconic character of Tevye, the dairyman, upon which the 1964 musical Fiddler on the Roof was built. Alekum's son, Waif's great-uncle Norman Rabin, was an artist with a studio in Carnegie Hall who took an art-aspiring Waif under his wing, an experience that would stay with him for the rest of his life. He taught Bob Dylan to paint. He was completely fascinating, says Waif. His teaching was about painting, but so much more about life and spirituality and vision, about how to see what perception was about. By the 80s, Waif was living the bohemian life in the East Village, going to museums, and working on his art. At the end of that decade, though, the claustrophobia and grit of urban life began to wear on him, and he set off on a soul-searching walkabout. He traveled to Europe, went on kibbutz in Israel, taught and danced Argentine tango for 15 years, and at one point even took a job cooking on a schooner in the South Pacific. The cooking didn't inspire him, but of all those rich experiences, life on the water did. In 1989, he decided to fix up and move into the then-abandoned old family house on Shelter Island. He worked as a boat captain for well-to-do boat owners who didn't want to do the sailing themselves. It was then that he also met and befriended islander Jimmy Clark, longtime bayman, ferry captain, and mechanic who encouraged Waif to get into the mooring business. Waif once again found himself apprenticing under someone who'd become another dear mentor in his life. Jimmy got me started in oysters, he says. It wasn't until around the early aughts, though, that Waif got oyster serious. He joined Cornell's SPAT, Suffolk Project in Aquaculture and Training, program, and spent the next bunch of years learning more and more about raising oysters, researching different techniques for cultivating market-friendly bivalves. He also started looking around for a spot to lease from the county in order to farm his own professionally an endeavor that took several years eel town oysters officially launched in 2019 he started small seeding about 100,000 oysters that he grows in mesh bags changing them up as their size increases over the months last year he brought in about 600,000 and sells to places like Bronze seafood and Kutchog and restaurants like first and south and greenport Vine Street Cafe in Cheekwit, and the Pridwin in Shelter Island, the American Hotel in Sag Harbor, and Gosman's in Montauk. He also sells them at the Shelter Island Farmer's Market during the summer season and at festivals, private parties, and events, like a recent one he did for Kid Squid in Sag Harbor, where he shucks his fresh fare for crustacean-craving customers. All oysters on the East Coast are a species called Crassatrea virginica, or Eastern oysters, but oyster farmers typically find more charming and memorable titles for their bivalves. Montauk Shellfish Company grows Montauk pearls. Promise Land Mariculture Company in East Hampton farms Lazy Point oysters. Hampton Oyster has mermaid makeouts. Waif named his Bohemians, a fitting nod to this oysterman's long cultivated artistic streak. When he isn't hauling in sacks of oysters, Waif designs graphics, silk screens, and embroidered pieces for his other business, Last Boat T-shirts. His Eeltown logo mimics the graphic from the old Shelter Island Oyster Company, a small oyster processing plant that operated in Greenport from 1935 to 1950. Its green cans and yellow lettering are now collector's items around the East End. All the eastern oysters are the same species, and yet they taste different, says Waif which, by and large, has to do in part with the salinity of the water. Mine, he says, are really briny and have a mineral finish when you get them right away. Others around here are more buttery. And different oyster farmers employ different techniques. Wave grows his using an off-bottom floating system, which allows him to use cages to suspend the sack-bound shellfish near the surface of the water. An oysterman's life is lived in the dark early morning hours, when Waif typically heads out, check the growth of his bohemians, all of which start as seed oysters purchased from local hatcheries, which take about 18 to 24 months to grow to appropriate market size of around 3 to 3.5 inches. I put them in mesh bags, and, as they grow, I put them in bigger bags, so the oysters can have more food and not get clogged up with other growth, he says. He painstakingly hand sorts them for size, as bigger oysters tend to hog all the food from the smaller ones, and he needs them all to get a fair shake. Each season presents its own beauty and bane. Summers on the water are, of course, a big part of the draw on eastern Long Island, but the heat of the sun means getting up in the dark and shading the oysters from the heat once the sun is up. Winter, of course, has its own set of challenges. Nowadays. I don't have to go out until about 8 and spend anywhere from 3 to 6 hours, but sometimes when it's 20-something degrees, it's harder to get on that boat, he says. That's the life of an oyster farmer. It's one he's in no hurry to change, though. I'll tell you, where I oyster is a pretty special spot. I'm about 1,000 feet offshore from the Elizabeth Morton Sanctuary near Jessup's Neck, he says. This is the next life and chapter. It's a life's work.